Welcome back to the Whatcom Dads podcast. If the audio sounds different this week, that's because we had the opportunity to record this episode together. We were socially distanced and open to the elements. You might even hear the rain coming down. This week, we continue our March Madness-style bracket of the best parts of being a parent. We talk about some of our past parenting mistakes, and we answer a listener mailbag question. Well, guys, I told you we would have something special in store for episode 21. It's very special because we are recording live together for the first time here in our socially distanced and uh, open to the elements studio here. So uh, does this feel weird looking at each other while we're doing this? It's a little intimidating for me. Yes. And cold. And colder, for sure. (laughs) And I'm used to looking at you guys in the little box and just your head, but I can see your whole body and we each have a drink here. It's it's pretty nice. I'm glad that uh, the world has opened up enough that we can start to do this. Yeah, I've, I actually feel an overwhelming sense of joy. This is uh, much more exciting than I actually thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still processing it. It's, it's a little weird for me, to be honest. I won't breathe your way. Please I'll don't. Just... <laughs> I don't know why. It's just, it's just strange. Yeah. But in a good way. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so moving forward, hopefully we can do a good mix of Zoom and in-person, uh, depending on schedules and schedules for our guests and things like that. So that's the big surprise for episode 21. So for the next couple of weeks, listeners, you'll hear things a little bit different. We're going to kind of shorten our episodes a bit. We're going to try some new things. Uh, you'll probably start to see episodes that just consist of an interview and then maybe some episodes that are just us tossing around some parenting topics and uh, providing some advice and guidance. So give us some feedback if you like the shorter episodes. We're not wedded to any particular idea, but we're just going to experiment, say, for the month of April and, and see how things go. So last week, our wives were gracious enough to uh, help us out and stand in for us. And Chris, your wife was the star of the show. (laughs) Proof right there that uh, without our wives, we are absolutely nothing. uh, They are so good, I tell you. And while we were recording that over Zoom, you were kind of in the background, (laughs) way in the back, sitting in a corner. And so I don't know how much you could hear what was going on. Probably not much since your wife had on headphones, but... uh, she had some great advice and a great perspective. And man, if you think your job's been hard during the pandemic, think about what a teacher's gone through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's impressive, the resilience of everyone who's going through this. And talking to Amy, as she talks about these third graders and the things that they're doing to adjust to, well, life virtually and now life back into the school with masks on and everything else. And they're just they're doing it. It's it's pretty amazing. So, and she she talked a little bit about how this online learning really helps some kids excel. Yeah, maybe even unexpectedly. And there was a front page article in the Seattle Times today about that very same thing huh. about how they are talking about how do you keep aspects of both in person and virtual because for some kids the virtual is just a whole lot better. Yeah, than the in-person. So I think that this pandemic, along with everything else that is created because of it, it's going to cause some maybe changes to the way all education is presented yeah. 
because this online thing can work to some extent. It's not ideal, but there are some positive aspects to it. Yeah. And I was happy to hear her say that kids aren't falling behind. Yes, yeah. they might be falling behind in multiplication tables and sort of the rote memorization, but sounds like their socialization and their just ability to continue to be learners has not suffered. Well, there's one thing that Amanda said that really struck me that I hadn't even thought about, and it's about your Ben and how with his age four to five, he hasn't had the opportunity to make any friends. And he really won't have the opportunity yeah. until kindergarten in September, which is still <laughs> six months away. Yeah. And I just didn't never even dawned on me the impact because when you're I mean, let's think back to when we were four and five year old boys. Mm-hmm. You had right. buddies and you would be running around and playing trucks or in the <laughs> dirt or whatever. And he's kind of missed out on that. So yeah. that that was something that I hadn't even stopped to think about. So yeah. I appreciate her saying that, kind of raising my awareness. Yeah, she certainly this week was looking into a lot of summer camps and things that are going to take place outside. And so hopefully that'll serve as a little bit of a runway for him to get back into school type things and getting to make friends with kids. Well, and it's it's made me more aware about how we really need those structured activities to create those opportunities for kids to make friends. I think back when I was a kid, it's like, nah, I just would call a friend on a Saturday and ask them if they want to hang out and go play. But I knew that kid before that Saturday because we went to school together. We played football together. We had some sort of structured activity. And since all that structure has gone away, it's been really hard for, I think, a lot of kids to be able to just reach out and connect with one another. Absolutely. Hey, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. We talked about youth sports way back in a prior episode, and my first grader is now signed up for spring soccer, which is a big deal here in Whatcom County. And, uh, Welcome to Smith Road. Get, well, we already talked about fields. this. Yeah, get a rite of passage. And rain pants. And yeah. So any, uh, this starts in a couple weeks. Any last-minute advice for a soccer dad-to-be? The less you say, the better. Yes, that was exactly going to be what I was going to say. Less you I, say at the games or less period. you say to her after? Before, after. Let the coach coach. Yeah. Let the coach do his or her job. And when the game is done, you tell her what an amazing job she did and how fun it was and have her tell you all about it. But don't coach. Don't don't get in the way. I agree. If I could go back in time, I would, I would have just shut my mouth way more. Yeah. I mean – Part of it was because I've coached other sports, and so that coach in me comes out, but I had to realize I, I needed to go stand in a corner somewhere and just be quiet, let the coach do his thing. Yeah, and Annette and I, we would, at soccer, we'd always sit away from all the other parents as far away as we could and just be quiet, sit on our hands, hands over our mouth, whatever, because we just, yeah, we didn't want to put that kind of pressure on either Ben or Allie. Well, thank you for that. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> But uh, she's excited. I'm excited so long as the weather's good. But I think uh, – Oh, it won't be. <laughs> investing in it the is, uh, canopy. And it is, as I think most people in the county here know, it's it's 10 degrees colder out at Northwest Fields. It always is. If it's yeah. 50 degrees here in Bellingham, it's 40 degrees out at Northwest Fields. And, and, and I don't know about the canopy because it will blow away because the wind – It's always blowing. It's right. howling. Well, maybe we just record an episode out there. I can get you guys out there for the 8 o'clock game. <laughs> We'll bring some chairs and we can just record. Can out we there bring our beverages with the yeah. <laughs> with the sounds of uh, whistles and kids? Well, speaking of sports, we need to pick up the second round of our best parts about being a parent bracket. 
we got through eight eight ideas were eliminated last week. We have eight left, and so rules are still the same. I'm going to throw these out there. You both get a vote, and only in the event of a tie will I get to break that tie for you. So cue the music for the bracket. All right, first up is Plain Catch versus Hugs and Kisses. I've been thinking about this one a lot. Same after after the last episode when I knew that these were going to be the two. This was the one that I I had to put the most thought into. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with Catch just because I think that's um, – for me, it's kind of a rite of passage, kind of Americana. It's some of my greatest memories with my dad, some of my greatest memories with Ben and Allie. And I know it's not as personal and lovey and touchy-feely as hugs and kisses. But I, you can have hugs and kisses with your kids when they're in their 20s and 30s. There comes a time where you can't play catch with your kids anymore. Bad rotator cuff. Yeah. Tommy John surgery. <laughs> and I just think that that's so special and it's such a kind of a limited time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with having a catch. Wow. Okay. Well, I actually am going to go the other way and only because um, not everybody um, gets the luxury of having a game of catch. Um, and I, as a dad – and I have I have two daughters, but I grew up with all brothers, um, and we grew up in a very affectionate family where we hugged and kissed each other as brothers and as a dad. And I didn't know very many other men who did that. Um, and so I'm a huge advocate that dads hug and kiss their sons and daughters. And it's there's something special. There's something about that connection. Um, and yeah, I agree with you, Mark. There's something truly magical about being able to play a game of catch um as you and i both know from one of our very favorite movies of all time that's right um but i'm gonna go with hugs and kisses just because well we know which special way the tie i know because and maybe maybe you sort of tipped your your hand last week already when you said you know my kids aren't old enough for it. maybe that's kind of what leaned me this way in any way yeah you're right hugs and kisses is my vote my three-year-old's at a stage now where she's giving and asking for kisses. So that's going to move on. So then up next, we've got buying your kids presents versus eating their unfinished food. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I really, uh, I do love buying my kids presents. And I will say, I don't know if it's because... The kids don't have Saturday morning cartoons where you have commercials coming at you all the time. But my kids, I mean, the, the, Alyssa just had her birthday. Lexi's birthday is coming up. And they don't ask for these really grand things. They don't have these massive, expensive lists of things they want for gifts, which makes it all that much better when I get them something special. Um, to see their faces when they're excited that I got them something whether it's something as simple as a blizzard when they were not expecting it to something much nicer, whatever that might be. So I'll say buying them presents. But the reason you get them the blizzard is so when they don't finish it, you can finish it, right? <laughs> Good point. So uh-huh. all the more reason, yes, it's it's a two for one. Good point. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with buying gifts as well. That's it? Just Yeah. Disguise. I poured my my heart out last time and I was it was stomped on. So, you know, the answer can be very short from here on out. <laughs> so buying your kids gifts carries the day 
Let's go down to the bottom half of the bracket. We've got an interesting matchup between teaching your kids stuff and cuddling. See, I'm not a good teacher. And I, the two of you last week voted for teaching rather than watching. And mm-hmm. I always like watching my kids do a, do something. So I'm going to go with cuddling. I agree. <laughs> I, I also uh, will say cuddling. I just I'm a I'm a snuggly guy anyway. And there's something about laying in bed with your kid or wrapped up with a blanket reading a book or when they're sick and snuggling and you're just trying to do your best to make them feel better. I love cuddling. We are unanimous on that one. We'll go to our final matchup, which is creating traditions and memories with your kids versus reading to them. Wow. I'm going to have to go with creating memories. <clears throat> Just because you, you talk, we, we were talking earlier, Chris, about a vacation you're going to be taking pretty soon. And I, yeah. some of my best memories of growing up and also with my kids are when we went places and did things and around holidays. And so I think those, those creating memories is something that can't be beat. And that, that, that could be the overall winner. Oh, I was, I, I was thinking that, that was the exact sort of thought in my head. Like that is a really good one. And reading to your child is creating, creating memories. memories. So right. it's another two for them right mm-hmm. there. Uh, I agree. And it's interesting because I was thinking about how as a father, I want to make sure that I do the best to create as many positive memories as I can, because we all look back on our own childhoods and not every memory we have is a glowing memory, right? You know, and I, I, I want my kids to have more positive memories when they think about their dad raising them. I want there to be, you know, a hundredfold more positive memories oh, sure. of doing really great things than things that I messed up on that stuck somehow in the wrong place in their, their memory bank. Once again, we're unanimous. I was thinking the other day that for the entirety of my kids' lives, we've had iPhones and we could take as many pictures and videos of them as we wanted and we're able to look back at those all the time and relive those memories. All right, our final four is set. We will continue the bracket next week. Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson & Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson & Cole, when you need us, we will be here. All right. Well, our parenting topic this week is parenting mistakes that we've made. So we're each going to talk about a situation or scenario that presented itself and how we handled it, maybe incorrectly, and what we learned from it. So I'll go first. So I think some of my most regrettable parenting mistakes have centered on appropriate consequences for misbehavior, or things of that nature. I think that I have failed to implement the three R's which Anne-Marie shared with us on a previous episode, that being that the consequence should be relatable, it should be reasonable, and it should be respectful. 
I think the biggest one that I regret is that when my daughter was about three, I was giving her a bath, and for whatever reason, she hit me, I think more than once. And instead of trying to connect and figure out what was appropriate in the situation, I sort of jumped to the biggest thing that I could think of that I thought would make an impact on her. And so she was scheduled to go to the zoo that weekend, and I immediately said, well, no zoo for you this weekend. It was only when my wife got home and we talked about what had happened that she shared with me, well, wait a minute, I was really excited to go to the zoo, and we were going to go with my family. And so my consequence had consequences for my wife. Uh, and so I learned a quick lesson there that your consequence needs to be something that you and your wife can live with and not just the biggest thing that you can think of that will make an impact. I can think of another occasion where I was having difficulty getting her down to bed, and so I told her that since she was wasting time, the consequence would be that she wouldn't get read a book that evening. And then after she continued to misbehave, it became two books and then no books that week. And then by the end of it all, I had taken all the books out of her room and stacked them up in my room. First of all, depriving your child of reading to them is probably not a reasonable consequence. But again, just the inherent instinct to keep escalating because you think that that's going to make an impact um, was something I learned very quickly that doesn't work, especially on a three, four, five-year-old. So having heard from Anne-Marie a couple times now on our show, I do think of those three R's. I try and make sure I take a chance or take a beat and sort of think about what's going to be appropriate um, and making sure that it's respectful. And it also helps to sometimes have just sort of pre-thought about some consequences that may be appropriate in those instances. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, Mark, made a uh, consequence that's either too firm or not firm enough? For me, I'll be like, you know, no, uh, you know, whatever the consequence is that's not strong enough. Mm -hmm. And the kids will be like, okay. (laughs) And on top of that, (laughs) yeah, totally. (laughs) No, I think I'm with the other extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the anger's there and you just want to make the point. Yeah. 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 And, and, that, and that's probably my biggest regret is a short fuse. Just getting angry at the kids when it probably wasn't warranted. You know, if I had a bad day at work or something stupid happened at yeah. the house, I don't know. But I think, and and also um, I've talked about this. I was kind of a tyrant when we took vacations and we would drive until we couldn't drive anymore. And we weren't <laughs> going to stop for anything. By God, because we're going to shave 15 <laughs> minutes off this trip and we're going to get there. It's just dumb stuff like that. I needed to be way more flexible and more fun. And I wasn't, especially when they were little. I think I got better as they got older and I think I'm fun now with them. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was too serious too often. And I, and I, and I regret that. I wish I would have been a little bit more different. Luckily, Annette was balanced that out yeah. because she yeah. was more about, you know, having fun with the kids and create creating you know creativity and just impromptu type stuff and i was way more kind of by the book mm-hmm. plan it out someone's got to be serious here someone has to be the adult you know <laughs> and i and the nice thing is though 
you can do it all over with grandkids. Yeah. And it can be a little bit different. And I think I will be different with grandkids. Yeah. I'm not making an announcement. I'm not making an announcement. Oh, you're not? There's no grandkids yet or coming that we know of. Uh, For me, literally on Friday, uh, we do something we call Starbucks Friday. We walk to Starbucks together. It's this ongoing tradition with my girls. And it's an ongoing argument as to who should take the dogs because we take the dogs with us. And it's Alyssa's turn in the morning to walk the dogs. And my oldest daughter doesn't want to hold a leash because it's not her turn. So Alyssa holds them both while Lexi's off ahead and I'm walking. So I hold the dog and I'm grumpy about it because A, it's morning. B, I can't believe that they can't just figure this out. It's only how long we've been doing this. And I noticed that uh, one of the doggy bag poo bag containers is empty and my dog that I'm holding is going to the bathroom and so I ask Alyssa to stop and she can't get the bags out and I'm feeling myself getting shorter and shorter and shorter and Alyssa's just kind of pulling at it and finally I just grabbed the bag and I just snapped it and 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 I you know popped it out of her hand and I grabbed the bag and it was way more forceful than it needed to be and I was obviously taking the frustration on the whole morning and the situation out on that one little thing Mm -hmm. And I saw Alyssa's face and it just broke my heart, you know, and I've, of course I'm playing, you know, I started like whistling some music, like, oh, I was just having some fun with it, you know, whatever. But, you know, I think every dad has those moments where you just kind of look back and go, dang it, I wish I could go back in time 10 seconds and do all of that completely differently. And that was one of those moments. Yeah. And and it's interesting also, and this, this might take a while to get to the point, but it, kids are pretty resilient as we know yeah yeah and kids oftentimes kind of move on and they may forget things that we hold on to for the longest longest time 40 years 45 years my dad felt really bad about something he did to me and he thought that i had remembered it and it happened when i was probably three or four years old and he had to take me out of church because i was acting up and we were outside he lit up a cigarette because he was a smoker and in the course of disciplining me or grabbing me or whatever, he burned my arm with his cigarette. Oh. And he felt terrible. And for 40 years, he carried that with him oh. because he thought that I remembered it. And I had no recollection at all. And so this is a long way of saying maybe we should talk to our kids about things like we just talked about mm-hmm. just to see if there's anything that they're carrying that we don't know about that we can make amends for or there's stuff that we can maybe let go because the kids have totally forgotten about it and totally. it's no big deal but we're still holding on to it and stressing out about it. The Interfaith Coalition of Whatcom County connects local families experiencing homelessness with the skills and tools they need to become self-sufficient in a home of their own. Join Interfaith Coalition on Saturday, April 10th at 7 p.m., for their virtual storytelling fundraiser, Sanctuary, Calm and Chaos. This free event, which you can live stream from your home, will bring the community together to raise money for families experiencing homelessness here in Whatcom County. Storytellers include a Moth Story Slam winner, a Nooksack Tribal Storyteller, and a former Family Promise of Whatcom County guest. Learn more about Interfaith Coalition and register for this virtual fundraiser at interfaith-coalition.com. Dot org. That's interfaith-coalition.org.
All right, and for our listener mailbag question this week, listener Justin has written in, and he's looking for some tips or pointers or help in dealing with temper tantrums. So I guess the first thing we need to talk about is what exactly qualifies as a temper tantrum? (laughs) My daughter in her room with the door closed, kicking the door and (laughs) kicking the walls and screaming at the top of her lungs. To me, that's a temper tantrum. Yeah, I think it's those instances where they have just completely lost control of their emotions. After a minute or two, they might not even remember what it was that got them so upset. Well, I agree. That is, I, I'm thinking of Lexi, I think four years old, wanted a stuffed animal at the front of Hagen. I had already checked out, and I wouldn't let her have it, and she lost her mind. <laughs> and I just picked her up like a sack of potatoes and carried her out of the store as I had all these eyes of pity on me from <laughs> All these shoppers in Hagen. So, yeah. They're, they're possessed. And t- totally. You're waiting for them, their head to spin around and right. start vomiting <laughs> pea soup. Yeah. Um, I think it also depends on how old the kid is. You know, it's interesting. When I, this little, uh, you know, bit of a reveal about me, when I was 12, I saw a counselor because I had an awful temper. And Amy can't believe it because I'm a pretty mild-mannered guy now. Um but I mean, I would, I, I hit my, I had holes in my wall in my bedroom oh, wow. and um, I, I was a, I was a very short fused young kid. <laughs> As Nathan's moving away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for a 12 year old, right? Very different. And I was able to talk to somebody who talked to me about how to manage those mm-hmm. emotions in a real great way with a four year old. Oh my gosh. I mean, you can't I, raise them. Uh, yeah. I mean, and and we would have differences between a temper tantrum and a meltdown. Yeah. And Allie had meltdowns all the time and that consisted of her laying on the kitchen floor <laughs> and flopping around like a fish out of water and crying or complaining or just talking. It was just a meltdown. She's yeah. had to get it out. But then she also had the like I said the temper tantrum when she's kicking and screaming and yeah was out of her mind. Yeah. Yes. I think you have to start with the understanding that it's going to depend on the kid's age. For a really young kid, you might just be able to hold them tightly or put them in a warm shower. As they get older, they might just be able to cry it out on their own. Anne-Marie, when she was on one of the episodes, shared with us the three C's, and that would be calm, connect, and correct. And the calm is that you as the parent are calming down so that you can deal with the situation appropriately. The connect is empathizing with them and saying, hey, that really sucks. I'd feel that way if I was in your situation. And then the correct might actually be the least important part of the temper tantrum. But after you're calm and you're connected, you may be able to help them calm down. I think even though it's hard, you want to raise your voice, you want to sort of react in a very similar sort of way. Um, I've watched some really great dads model really calm behavior that I think also helps the kid to just kind of take a deep breath and calm down too. Yeah. Yeah, And that was much better at that than I was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a couple of those old school punching clown sort of things where you punch it and it pops back up. And we've basically said, have at it for that. That's much better than hitting your sibling. If you're really that angry and need to take it out on something, here's an appropriate toy. Yep, and sometimes we would just walk away. 
It's like me on the golf course. Sometimes you just got to throw a temper tantrum and then you feel better. And here's one that works surprisingly well. Sometimes you can just say to your kid, hey, do you need a hug? And that might snap them out of it. The other thing is we've created a cool-out space. I'm not sure where we learned about this, but this is sort of a safe space where a kid can go just basically chill when they're having a hard time. Our son has his in his closet, and he's got some very tactile things in there. He's got like a squishy ball, and he's got some pillows, and a fidget spinner, and things that can just allow him to sort of wind down at his own pace. And he knows when he's feeling emotional, that's somewhere he can go. Well, I hope those ideas are helpful to Justin and other listeners out there who are probably, from time to time, dealing with the inevitable temper tantrum. And I assure you, it will get better. Oh, I don't know. Allie still has meltdowns when she comes up once in a while. Right on the kitchen floor? And she's 24, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it's like laying across the kitchen table or on the bar. It's just, you never know. But they're more, they're much more manageable now. Well, maybe if you made a cool-out space for her, you could direct her into that spot. That's not a bad idea. Or maybe the kitchen is her cool-out space. I think the whole house was her cool-out <laughs> space. <laughs> this week, a big thank you to the weather for cooperating and allowing us to record this together. And as always, thank you to our sponsor, Robinson & Cole Attorneys. As always, you can reach the show via our email at whatcomedadspodcast at gmail.com or through our Facebook page. Next week, we interview local children's author Stephanie Fields, whose latest book is entitled Your Beautiful When. See you then! I just saw two snails fighting. They were really slugging it out. What do you call mac and cheese that gets all up in your face? Too close for comfort, food.